This episode is sponsored by Echo. Hear clearly, care confidently. Learn more at echohealth.com. That's E-K-O health.com. And use code JSP for $50 off any stethoscope. Just some podcast media. Throughout space and time, there have been unexplained, mind-bending mysteries and creepy conundrums that may keep you awake at night. Two nurse practitioners with experience in emergency medicine, law enforcement, and forensics delve into these quandaries with experienced eyes, providing explanation and speculation along the way. This is We'll Continue to Monitor. For retiree Mary Lee Kelly, the morning of March 6, 2016 was just another Sunday morning. She woke about 7 a.m., started her daily routine of making herself a breakfast which consisted of poached eggs and dry toast. As she sat at her dinette, she was struck by the view of her backyard. Just 50 feet from her bedroom window was a massive hole on the ground, which was once occupied by her favorite tree, a 25-year-old Oregon maple. Join Tom and I tonight as we look at the case of the missing tree on tonight's episode of We'll Continue to Monitor. Yes, Ben. Uh, this one was brought to us by a longtime listener, first-time uh, contributor. He suggested this story. We looked up, and we we just thought it was great. Thank you, John, for uh, reaching out and uh, bringing this to our attention and for everybody else out there. If you ever come across a story, please feel free. Uh, always get a hold of us and uh, look on our social media, and you can get a hold of us that way. Ben, if you're ready, I, I think we can just go ahead and jump into the story. So Oregon maples are common in the United States Northwest, from Northern California on the West Coast, all the way up to about Canada. Oregon maples can reach up to 150 feet in height, and that's 48 meters for our Canadian brothers and sisters, under the right conditions. But on Mary's half acre, having to fight other trees for light, her Oregon maple was not quite as tall. However, as we said, it was 25 years it was quite big. This fact baffled Mary. She got a hold of the local sheriff's office and uh, Sheriff Blackmore visited Mary that Sunday morning after her non-emergency call to the police. And thank you to Mary for not using an emergency line for a tree theft. Yeah, although I can't imagine being the dispatcher or even the sheriff, you know, depending on how small the, the department is, you know, you get a phone call and you're like, my, my, my tree's gone. And that's kind of what he says. I mean, so Blackmore arrived at Mary's house not entirely sure what he was going to find. You know, he said, quote, it was a strange call, even for our small town. He went on to say that at first I thought it might be a joke, which would make sense. I mean, you know. Uh, yeah. I mean, come on. If you're going to call into a, a police department, and say your tree is stolen. That'd be a pretty funny joke. Yeah. I, I, I'd get it. I'm sure the cops would get a chuckle out of that one. But Sheriff Black Nora was friends with Mary's late husband, Jeff. So, I mean, he felt obligated to go ahead and take the call himself and, and go and respond to, uh, See what was going on. Yeah. And and for those that may or may not know, both Ben and I have law enforcement backgrounds. And I can be honest in saying I have never had a call for a stolen tree. I have I have dealt with some very uh, strange things. A missing trash can lid was probably closest to this. But yeah, a stolen tree would definitely be a, an odd call. So upon reaching the scene, Sheriff Blacknore noted that the tree had to have been removed with large professional equipment as there were large holes on either side, but they were smooth and at a downward angle as if they were dug out by a giant shovel. In fact, the method of removing a tree of this size would require exactly that type of equipment with a curved scoop. And believe it or not, Ben, there is a specific piece of equipment called a Dutchman truck spade that would help them remove it. 
This 100-inch tree spade consists of four large blades that attach to the end of the truck. The operator then arranges the blades around the base of the tree and then basically like a big claw at the arcade games. It reaches down and picks up the tree, but unlike the claw at the arcade, actually puts the tree where they want on the back of the truck so they can transport it. This was kind of odd to Sheriff Bynor whenever he was investigating this because you would think if there was this large piece of equipment in the yard, there would be some sort of tire tracks in the grass. There would be other evidence other than just this massive hole in the ground. And as I stated in the intro, this tree was about 50 feet from her window where she was a light sleeper and she didn't hear any. You would hear a massive semi outside your window. Yeah. And again, just for the size of the equipment alone, never mind the fact that we're talking about a 50 to 60 foot tree. In addition to that, a truck would have to be large enough to manhandle that big piece of equipment. This is not going on, you know, a Ford Ranger. Like, you know, this is this is a truck that's going to make noise. So, yeah, the fact that she's a light sleeper, all the things that Ben just talked about just kind of make you shake your head and go, what happened? Well, Sheriff Blacknore took pictures of the crime scene. He noted in Mary's report the state of her property and returned to his patrol car with more questions than answers. Most notably, and this is the one I have been, is he stated several times he just asked why. Yeah. And the main reason is Oregon maples are not rare in any way. And Mary's Oregon maple is far from the largest, prettiest, or most valuable in the area. You can literally get a Oregon maple sapling from Harbor Freight for a few dollars. So why go through the trouble expense, the risk of you know trouble with the law to get something that you could get anywhere else? Yeah, I mean, the only thing I would think is... You were talking a 25-year-old tree. So, yeah, you can buy a sapling from Harbor Freight, but you know, this tree has 25 years of growth on it. That's my speculation as far as like trying to, to look at motive for why this would happen. Well, 25 years of growth, but I would also suspect then perhaps, and this is the part of the story that maybe didn't get investigated as fully by Sheriff Blacknor, which is what was – on her property that would make that tree that valuable. Maybe the goal wasn't the tree. Cause what did we just say? There's now a big hole in her yard. Yeah. So I, I also want to point out to the, to the listeners that Ben and I actually don't know the answers to some of these questions because there's not a lot of answers. So you're going to hear an incredible amount of speculation about what's going on in this story as we speak. And that's why. Because we don't literally have some of the information to give you. So when we talk about this, what do you think in this area? Because I want to point out it's a local area with no major military installations near it. It was a regular Oregon maple tree that can be found literally anywhere along the coast of Oregon, Washington, or Canada. You know, I had not considered the whole maybe there's something in the ground below the tree. Until you mentioned that. And isn't this the same area, though, close to where the Oakville Blobs incident happened? I mean, not the same area, but I mean, same relatively close. Yeah, same general location. So now we're talking about maybe what the people were looking for were court samples. Hmm. But again, my speculation goes back to why her tree. Okay, so that brings up the next question, Ben. I did not see any. Were there any further reports of tree thefts? 
I did see something about vandalism in the Northern California area, but again, they just speculated it was just, you know, people being jerks out when they were hiking. They didn't think it was anything weird, but now that we have this tree theft, I wonder if possibly there's a reason why all these trees have been collected or missing. Well, let's take a break here. And on the other side, we'll talk about uh, another interesting tree theft in the same vicinity. Tom, you still rocking that echo cord digital stethoscope? I do every day. I use it every time I go see a patient. I currently have two nurse practitioner students, and they are both amazed at how much better they can hear and treat patients using an echo stethoscope. You would definitely be able to hear if somebody was outside your window stealing your trees with an echo stethoscope. Especially if I was a light sleeper and they were less than 50 feet away. Yeah, I mean, it's 40-time amplification, noise cancellation. It Bluetooth to your app. And it can even detect AFib now. So go check them out. It's echohealth.com, ekohealth.com. Use code JSP. Gives you $50 off your order. Let's know that we sent you. Tom, it's starting to be springtime again. Getting out, playing with the kids, horsing around out in the yard. Shoulders and knees start aching, right? They do. I'm 42 years old. I'm getting up there in age, Ben. And unfortunately, when I play with my son, I still think I'm 16. I understand. And, but there are some things we can use. There are CBD stat products, and they are great. They have the creams, they have the drops, they have all kinds of things you can use to help kind of those joint aches and just kind of get you feeling better and back out in the yard with your kids. The other thing that's awesome about them, they are THC free, so they're legal all over the United States. But Tom, who do they like a whole lot? They love their healthcare workers. Yes, they do. If you're in healthcare, they're going to give you a permanent 40% discount. Just because you're in healthcare, you go to cbdstat.care slash healthcare. You fill that form out, going to give you that 40% off. But Tom, they also know, I mean, let's be honest. They love their healthcare people, but they love our listeners too. They do. As a matter of fact, they love them so much that if you go to the website and you do the exact same thing, but you're non-healthcare worker, you put in the code JSP20. Ben, what was that code? JSP20. Yes, you did. Oh, I did. I got it right. Okay, so they put in the code JSP20, and they get 20% off their total purchase. That's right. Go check them out at cbdstat.care. Well, Tom, you alluded uh, before the break that maybe Mary's tree wasn't the only one to disappear, and through investigation, yeah, there was another another tree that disappeared that weekend. Um, the Friday before, which would have been March 4th, new homeowners... Jeff and Carly Carlisle found one of their six recently planted slippery elm saplings missing. Um, again, they're not really common. So, you know, unlike the Oregon maple, the slippery elms are not common in the area, but they're also not rare enough that someone would steal them. They went out, this, their little saplings gone. Just thought, well, that's kind of strange. And they drove over to the nursery, bought a new sapling and threw it in the ground. I mean, yeah, it didn't seem like that big of a deal. Of course, they also didn't know about the 25-foot tree that would be missing, you know, two days later either. You know, one of the things that is also, I think, significant in that area is other trees other than the Oregon maple. These trees, however, are pretty important. They're giant sequoias. Do you know anything about giant sequoias? I know they can get huge and you, like, drive through them. They get huge, but I think what I found interesting about the story is that the people that research these giant ones, like the ones that are so tall, they literally climb up into them and they set up a camp at the top of them so they don't have to keep coming up or down. Sometimes researchers have been known to stay up there for a day or two. That's how big a tree we're talking. The biggest trees are no longer published to protect them. Wow. 
Yeah, the current number one and number two largest trees in the world are protected by the United States Forest. Is it their Forest Service or their National Park Service? I think it's the Forest Service. They actually protect them and do not you know, release where they're at. Well, I don't know how the story would be notated, but briefly, a young man was uh, in charge of researching these trees, and he had to take core samples, and he had to do all the stuff, and it didn't really hurt the trees. Obviously, though, stabbing anything you know, causes some damage, but right. it was for science and research, and it was something the tree would totally heal over, so it's acceptable. Apparently, this young man got to a real honker of a tree bin, and he's like, man, I really need to take a core sample of this tree. But his equipment couldn't get to it. That's how big the tree was. So he's like, well, you know what? In the name of science, I think I'm going to cut this thing down so we can count the rings and see like kind of growth and patterns. And I'm going to get so much information from this thing. And this Forest Service said, okay, you know, you're a researcher. You're researching. Go research. And he cut it down. And he's like, man, this is this is a big tree. It was a big tree. Ben, as a matter of fact, it was the biggest tree that had ever been documented in the world to that point, huh. which is now why they do not release the names of these trees and they protect them so that if somebody comes along and says, wow, I would really like to cut down this tree and do some research, they know to not let that person do so. So while it's a tragedy that... Uh, and I, they did say the name of the tree. And if you want to look up the story, I'm sure anybody else can find it. Um, I just thought, you know, I felt terrible for him because he clearly loved what he was doing. He spent his life, you know, researching trees and going out to this, you know, forest and taking care of them just to defame the thing he was most trying to to protect ultimately. And I was like, mm. God, what a terrible thing to happen to him. But it it just while I was researching Oregon maples in this story, I just kept finding stuff about people having to protect trees in the Pacific Northwest. And I just thought it was an odd phenomenon. Huh? That's interesting. Like I said earlier, the, you know, the Carlisle's didn't file a report or anything like that. You know, they went to Facebook, you know, they you, Facebook groups and, you know, community forums, you know, and crowdsourcing information. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So they sent out, you know, Hey, we have a tree missing. And they had a variety of comments, and some of these I thought were kind of comical, and that's kind of why I wanted to, to highlight some of these. You know, so some of the neighbors just assumed, you know, kind of rambunctious kids, which honestly, that's kind of what makes me think about them. I mean, because this is happening. This isn't that 25-year-old yeah. tree. This was, you know, kids being kids. They see a little sapling in the ground, go jerk it out, out of the ground and throw it away. Ha ha, it's funny. But, you know, it's it's Facebook, and Facebook can get a little weird, so... Lots of conspiracy theories. Of course, aliens, you know, was always a prominent theory. You know, aliens, for whatever reason, needed that particular sapling. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's weird how the aliens always need that one particular thing in the yeah. story. The other one that I found interesting, Tom, Bigfoot stole that tree to treat his sore throat. So apparently slippery elms are great for sore throats if you're a Sasquatch. Were they aware of this when they bought the slippery elm? I'm assuming not, but well, then you can't blame them. I mean, after being educated on Facebook, yeah. I mean, well, now if they continue to buy slippery elms, I would say it's their fault. Clearly, they know they're enticing a Sasquatch. That's their fault. So you know, I, I think again, like I said, the little tree. I think that was probably just kids being kids. But I'm back to that 25 year old maple tom, and I have a theory. Let's hear it. Maple syrup. What? <laughs> you got me. Continue, sir. They stole the tree for the sap 
to make maple syrup. It was an Oregon maple, right? Correct. So they, they, they were stealing trees to make maple syrup. Well, Ben. They're syrup jockey. Yeah, I got a couple questions then. If there are entire forests of Oregon maples up there, freely available to the public, why would someone use a Dutchman truck spade that is 100 inches across and attached to the back of a very large truck and go into this woman's yard and steal her specific 25-year-old maple? Because they knew that that tree had love, and love makes her better. I mean, that's, that's my theory. Okay, well, I think your theory may be afar off, though. Interestingly enough, there are different types of honey based on the types of terrain or flowers that bees use to pollinate. So maybe there is something to be said that maybe that particular region has a different taste for their sap. I honestly don't know anything about maple syrup production. <laughs> I did not study any maple syrup production for the means of producing the show. And I apologize. Nor did I. But... <laughs> I mean, it just came to my head as we were talking. That, you know, maybe oh, I, I thought you were working at an angle. I was like, yeah, bro, I'm just, you got me. I didn't know. It popped in my head. Like, well, maybe, you know, 25 foot maple. I mean, that thing's going to be, you know, it's going to have some juice. Yeah, 20, sorry. 25 year old maple, probably 60 feet in the air. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah. going to have a lot of sap. I just, here's my question. Again, going back to, I, I'm suspicious of Mary. And explain. Well, the only thing we know is that her husband died. Okay. And that the sheriff, who just happened to be the husband's friend. Sure. So you would assume he, you know, he'd spent time around Mary. I think I, think I know where you're going with this. Continue. Yeah. And so the only person to investigate if something were to go wrong with Jeff would have been her her buddy, who was also the guy who was investigating the removal of a tree where maybe there was a dead body planted under that tree. And now it's gone under the guise of someone stole my tree. But what they really did was remove a lot of evidence in one fell swoop. Hmm. You took a different sword there than what I was expecting, but okay. I mean, it's a theory. Well, I want to hear what you were expecting now. Well, what I was expecting was this was Jeff's favorite tree. She had it removed because, you know, he's, he's moved on and to a different, you know, he's passed away. And, uh, you know, maybe she secretly despised her marriage with Jeff and this tree just reminded her of Jeff. So she had it removed, but she knew the sheriff was his friend. And if she had it removed, then he would never be able to solve this crime. And that's just going to eat on him and eat on Like, where did this tree go? She's playing the long game. So you're basically, you're saying Mary is the world champion gaslighter. You know, everybody else is out there playing checkers and she's playing chess. I mean, I don't know. She's living 2033 is what you're telling me is that's what Mary's. At. I, so I have problems with that because, well, while I, nobody investigated Jeff's death that I can tell because there was nothing suspicious. Um, <laughs> I did find it just odd that, well, we're even talking about someone stealing someone's tree. So I just thought there had to be more to the story, but there isn't. No, and it's still unsolved. Um, we don't know what happened to the tree. We don't know the motive. You know, and even the sheriff's department has come out and said, you know what? They're not angry. I don't even think Mary's angry. 
which no, again, they just want to know why. Yeah, I mean, what? Why? Why would you steal the tree? Yeah, I got to be honest. That would probably be my my question as well. And so, Ben, I know this this episode may be shorter than usual, but well, to be fair, I I don't know what else we're going to say about Mary and her tree. Well, is there anything else you'd like to add? That I hope everybody has a great April Fool's Day and that they just love this episode for everything that it is. Oh, that's right. It is coming out on April Fool's, isn't it? That is an awfully strange coincidence, Ben. As a matter of fact, I don't even know if they're listening to this point. Perhaps there are people out there that are not picking up on the joke because they're not listening to this podcast any longer. So wouldn't it be funny if we did an entire episode of a completely made up story? Thank you, John. And <laughs> none of it was true. And it was an April Fool's joke. Would that be, would that be hilarious? That would be hilarious if people thought, why the hell am I going to listen to a story about a stolen maple and then shut it off? And now for the rest of their life, they're going to be like, yeah, I heard about a tree theft one time in Oregon, but there was no tree theft in Oregon. That would be so. Here's quite the thing. a great story. Wouldn't it be, John? If you're still listening at this point, you're in on the joke. Anybody who cut out early is not. You can't tell them. Yeah, that kind of ruins it. So from now on, they're just going to think that there's random tree thefts in Oregon. Which there are totally not. <laughs> there's going to be some poor kid that wants to go to college in Oregon, and their dad's going to be like, you can't go to Oregon. There's a lot of tree thefts up there, boy. Yeah. You can't do it. Yeah. April Fool's, honestly. I mean, I think I think it's fantastic. Someone's going to be looking up the, the murder mystery of Sheriff Blacknor. It's going to be fantastic. So, yeah, on that note, I um, hope you guys enjoyed it. And uh, April Fool's, I hope you have the rest, great rest of your April Fool's day. But tune in next week for an actual episode. <laughs> an actual episode. And uh, we're going to talk about a miracle. So it's tune in next week. It's pretty cool. We'll continue to monitor. <laughs>